Hi everyone, this is Wesley Town. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Better Days Season 2. There's an ancient story about a man named Job in the Bible. Job was the most influential and spiritual man on earth during his time. He loved God, he had an amazing family, and cared deeply about his wife and children. He had a thriving business with many employees. To say he was successful in business was an understatement. He was like the Steve Jobs or Bill Gates of his time. He cared deeply about all of the people in his life. Job was an amazing human being. Through a series of tragic events, Job lost everything. Job's employees and wealth were destroyed by Sabians, a fire and Chaldeans. The Sabians were a band of robbers. The fire was started by lightning and Chaldeans were a nomadic group that engaged in raiding, plundering and war. And he lost all of his wealth and employees through those events. Job's children were killed by a windstorm, probably a tornado type wind, causing their house to collapse on them. And then Job lost his wealth and influence. And furthermore, he lost his health. An excruciating disease ravaged his body. At the end of all of this, his wife told him to curse God and die. As he walked through this painful and unimaginable suffering, he had some friends, close friends, that came to him. At first, they began to comfort him. And then they started talking. That is where all the problems began. They began to lecture Job and blame him for his suffering. They knew all types of theology and philosophy. And they used that theology and philosophy to judge him, criticize him, and blame him. They had all sorts of knowledge about God, but they did not treat Job like God would treat Job. Job was depressed. Job despaired of life itself. And Job was lonely and hurting. This story fascinates me. So many false ideas and stigmas about suffering and mental health are deconstructed in this story. Let me just give you a few. The false idea that people who are successful and influential don't suffer is deconstructed. There's this idea that floats around that, hey, if you're a spiritual leader, if you're successful in business, if you have any type of uh, influence in this world, then you're immune to suffering. Suffering is no respecter of persons, and we all live in a broken world. Therefore, all of us experience the hardships and pain of suffering. Another false idea and stigma that is deconstructed is this. The false idea that triumphant joy should overshadow pain and depression. Sometimes in Christianity, there's this thread of teaching or belief that we have triumphant joy. And in all circumstances, including our suffering, our pain, and our mental health, we should be smiling and we should just meet everything with this triumphant joy, which should overshadow our pain and depression. Well, if you read through the story of Job, you certainly realize that that's not true. In chapter 3 of Job, he wasn't crying out with triumphant joy. He was crying out with deep depression and pain. Joy 
does not overshadow our humanity. Joy comes alongside of our humanity. Joy is felt inside of us, even despite our pain and depression. Another false idea and stigma that's deconstructed in this story is the false idea that people who love God should never experience depression. There's this idea in Christianity that depression is a choice. And even outside of Christianity, that sometimes people choose depression. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be depressed. I want to feel numb inside. I I want to isolate myself. Nobody desires that. But sometimes through series of events in our life or a an event or part of me, an event in our life, we feel depressed and depression is different than sadness. Sadness is temporary. Depression is ongoing. And so there are experiences on earth that sometimes lead a person to be weary and weak and feel numb and lose passion for things they once enjoyed and begin to isolate because they feel depressed. Job felt that way. Job was deeply depressed, so much so that he wished he would have never been born. He wished he would have died in his mother's womb. That was his words, his explanation of how he felt. And Job loved God more than any person on the face of the earth during his time. And that's a great representation that you can love God deeply and still be struggling and wrestling with depression. Another stigma that's deconstructed is this, the false idea that depression should be defeated by hyper-optimism or positive thinking or rah-rah hope, and that this type of mentality can defeat devastating suffering and sorrow. I don't see that in the book of Job. I don't see Job hyper-optimistic or full of this rah-rah hope that defeats the devastating blows of suffering, loss, and pain. I see Job experiencing his suffering, loss, and pain. I see Job struggling and crying out, and yet he continues to pursue understanding of what God was doing and why God would allow this in his life. All the while, I want you to know this. God never, never was the instrument of Job's suffering. He allowed it, and he does allow suffering. We do feel pain and suffering because we live in a broken world. But God was not the agent of Job's suffering. And as Job was pursuing understanding and he was wrestling with what he was going through, we don't see any picture of hyper-optimism or positive thinking or rah-rah hope. Because those types of mentality, I don't believe are biblical. I believe that we should have positive thinking. And I do believe that optimism is good. And I do believe that hope is real. But sometimes the way that they are explained or the mentality that they are taught in is not true or real. You see, God doesn't want us to not feel our pain. Or to not grieve over our suffering. Joy is something that is deep within us. Optimism and hope is something that we have because of God and the future he's going to give us. 
But that doesn't mean in the present that we can't feel what it means to be human and experience brokenness in a broken world. Another false idea or stigma that is deconstructed is the false idea that it is unspiritual to sorrow over pain. No, it's actually unspiritual not to sorrow over pain. You see, pain and sorrow and grieving is, a, is an emotional and physical expression that teaches us and that reveals to those around us that this is not the way it was intended to be. This is not how God designed the world. God didn't design the world with brokenness and sorrow and loss and disease and pain. And so when we sorrow, when we grieve, we are expressing outwardly that this is not the way God designed things to be. It's exactly what Romans chapter 8 teaches us, that we hope and as we hope for our future redemption, the redemption of our body, the redemption of the world, the redemption basically being everything redeemed back to God's original design. In the midst of that hope, that longing, we also cry out and grieve. We are groaning, Romans chapter 8 says, waiting, eagerly waiting, eagerly anticipating this future arrival of God's redemptive design for our lives and for this world. So it's right to sorrow. It's right to feel pain. It's right to grieve over our brokenness. Another false stigma that's deconstructed in this story is the false idea that God-fearing friends are always good friends in the midst of suffering. In fact, we see in this book, for 30-something chapters, the interaction between Job and his friends. And his friends were cruel. They, they knew all about God, but they treated him so poorly. They were criticizing him. They were judging him. They weren't allowing him to wrestle and feel the, the brokenness that he was feeling and experiencing. They said that it was your fault. You're the reason that these consequences are taking place in your life. You must have done something wrong. You must have done something unspiritual. And at the end of the book, I love this. God rebukes the friends. Why? Because the friends were terrible friends. Instead of showing compassion, grace, kindness, love, commitment, instead of being there presently with them, grieving with him, loving him all the way through what he was going through, they were mean, they were heartless, they were unkind, they were unempathetic, they were uncompassionate, they were unloving, and they knew all about God and the Bible, but they did not live out the reality of the nature of God and the heartbeat of the Bible toward Job, which is a great lesson for us. We can know a lot about philosophy or God in the midst of suffering. We can know about these doctrines of suffering, these philosophies behind suffering, and we can treat people really poor, poorly in their pain. Pain is confusing. Pain is heartbreaking. Pain is devastating. And so, what people need is not our philosophy or our theology. They need our love, our kindness, our compassion, our empathy, our commitment, our presence in the midst of pain. 
The great thing about this story is that it's in the Bible. And it's an ancient story that has continued to carry on generation after generation. And it teaches us so much about suffering, mental health, pain, devastation in life. And it also deconstructs so many false ideas and stigmas that perpetuate inside and outside of Christianity. I love this story because it teaches us that we are human, that we can love God and feel our humanity at the same time. That doesn't mean that we are out without hope. No, rather, we have hope deep inside of us. We have peace deep inside of us. We have joy deep inside of us. Even as we grieve, weep, struggle, cry out, and feel depressed. Hope is real in our struggle. Hope is real in our pain. Hope wouldn't be hope if there were not adversity. This is what I call honest hope. A hope that is alive in the midst of pain. A hope that God gives us because he loves us and lives inside of us. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. But here's how we can contextualize this and paint this picture in the midst of suffering. We are more than conquerors, not because we conquer our humanity in the midst of suffering, but because God loves each one of us and provides hope and help for us in our humanity during our suffering. I hope this story is encouraging to you. I hope this story reveals some fresh truth that you need in the midst of your pain. And I want to encourage you today. Job was restored fully. In fact, his influence, his business, his family, he was blessed two times more than he was before. You see, there's always hope for redemption. In the midst of our brokenness, there are better days ahead. I want to encourage you today to never lose hope. Much love to all of you. That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining me. This is a new podcast, and I would love for your help to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. Thanks for your support. I can't wait to join with you next Tuesday for another episode of Better Days.